0: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 970. Uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, maybe you don't. Maybe you're not even listening in America. Or maybe you're leading the charge to bring American Thanksgiving to Finland. Yes, that's what you're doing. Or even if you're not, I hope you had a great weekend. Um, If you want your event on the ID10T Community Corkboard, that is a very simple remedy. Uh, Just email events at ID10T.com so uh, we can help uh, promote a thing that you care about, like Ange Steph, who writes, Ange, A-N-G-E, did I say that right? If I didn't, I apologize. Um, I am forever in your debt for mispronouncing your name. Or we're square because I said it right. Ange? So Ange writes, I just want to say uh, thanks to you. My best mate and I did a thing. All right, I can't take credit for that. You and your mate did that, so uh, good on you. We started our own podcast called Nerdizens. We publish monthly. We talk about movies, TV. We have some awesome fun facts and scary stories. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Just want to say thanks for inspiring us. Well, thank you for uh, making that thing. Bob and Mark write, we're Bob and Mark, and our band's called Bark. Oh my God, you have to start your... Shows like that, or that has to be in a song Because it's just too metrically perfect And it rhymes, Marge And you know it rhymes Uh, We made kids music that doesn't suck And released our first full-length album on vinyl last year Entitled The Bark Album Uh, And following the news of the devastating Hill and Woolsey fires, we decided to donate 100% of all our album sales to the LA United Way's Disaster Relief Fund in partnership with the United Way of Ventura County. This fund will support low-income residents of SoCal whose lives and livelihoods have been affected by the current wildfires. Uh, So turn your kiddos on to some great new music and do some good at the same time. Visit thisisbark.com. That actually... um, coincidentally plays into uh, some of the conversation that happens with today's guest, who's Chris Coy. Um, Chris is just a phenomenal actor and you might recognize him from the walking dead. uh, A a few seasons ago, he played a character named Martin who uh, was a resident of terminus and he basically uh, threatened Judith to in front of Tyrese to try to, save his own hide, and um, that didn't go too well for Martin. Uh, Martin was not a nice guy, but Chris Coy is an, an exceptionally nice guy, it turns out, uh, and he's, he's in a bunch of really great stuff. He's in uh, The Front Runner, which is the movie about Gary Hart, directed by Jason Reitman, that uh, Hugh Jackman is in. He's also in The Deuce uh, on HBO. Uh, he was also in Castle Rock, uh, which is on Hulu, which was great, and um, he's just a, he's a guy that you, I'm sure you recognize his face, even if you don't know his name and you will get to know his name, um, because he's definitely, he is, he is on the rise. This, this young fella's going places. And I think after you get to know him a little bit on the podcast and see what an incredibly compassionate individual he is, uh, and how thoughtful he is, and Chris, as I was saying about the Bob and Mark, uh, corkboard thing, is a resident of Thousand Oaks and this was recorded, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, right, you know, they had suffered multiple tragedies in Thousand Oaks um, between the the horrendous uh, shooting that happened there. And then also then the fires broke out and that was all in his neighborhood. And so, um, you know, just to, just a heads up, we do talk a little bit about that uh, in, in the beginning um, and then, you know, um, move on to to some other stuff. But Chris is. Chris is really, really just a solid, solid family guy, and, um, you know, it was it was really sweet to have him on. And uh, coincidentally, it turns out he and my wife had worked on a project together uh, a while back, and I didn't know that. And so, spoiler alert, there's a sweet little reunion in the middle of the podcast uh, when Lydia walks by to say that she's leaving to go to work. So here's the ID10T podcast number 970 with your new favorite person, Chris Coy. Also... Happy finish Thanksgiving.
0: Initiating ID10T protocol.
1: No, you're fine. Yeah. It's
2: fine. It's kind of crazy getting out of a Thousand Oaks. Is that where you live? Yeah, 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 yeah. We just got back from
1: back yesterday. So you were allowed to go back now.
2: Yeah, they back. Evac- we uh, the fire started in my backyard. The hill fire did. Jesus. Um, the same morning uh, that we woke up and found out about the mass shooting. Right. We're not on. I don't want to be bleak on the interview. Are we? Oh no, no. Actually, okay. we
1: are, but we should okay. talk about it because it's. Because you have – it was in – it happened in your backyard and you – first of all, it's so sweet that you would apologize for being 10 minutes late having come from oh, basically yeah. a a war zone. It feels that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. OK. Um, so so that Thursday morning, you found out about the shooting and the fire at the
2: same time. I wake up, find out about the shooting at a place that my wife and I have been several times. It's less than four miles down the road from my house. Um and we end up finding out that we know some people that were there. And then we find out that we have friends of friends who unfortunately lost oh a child. Oh, God. And, um, and, you know, it would be tragic no matter where it took place. But something about it being so close makes it so surreal and really... Um, brings home the idea that like it could happen to anybody. Like it, it, it could Anytime, be you anywhere. like that. You just yeah, don't exactly. know. You, you just, right. you
1: just, it's like you, you go about your routine. That's right. So many of these stories start with like, it was, it was a normal day. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden everything changed.
2: Right. Um, my, my cousin who lives down the street, he's lived in thousand Oaks for 30 years. All three of his girls that are now college age and older frequented Wednesday night at borderline, the honky tonk night like that. That was their thing. And he just, he was kind of, you know, luckily none of them were there that night. It floored him. Um, and so yeah, we wake up, find out about that. I've got all these texts. Like, are you okay? Were you guys out last night? Anything like that? And we're like, what are you talking about? We turn on the news, we find out and we're all sort of sitting in that and talking to our friends who were even closer to it than us. And then I get a call. Uh, my wife and I were out with the kids and we get a call from my neighbor, the backyard's on fire. And I'm like, what? And we live in a canyon above uh, a wildlife preserve called Wildwood. And he's like, Wildwood's on fire. And so I fly home. The whole way home, the closer I get, the more it's like, that's my house. Um, And then luckily we get there and it's not, but we can see the flames from the backyard. And it was just like, all right, you know, put the kids and the dogs in the car and then grab whatever you want, baby, because if the winds go this way, we're done. And, you know, it's 50 50.
1: Yeah and and I think a lot of people you know Los Angeles every area kind of has their natural disaster to contend with. Yeah. But you know in Southern California or in California we have earthquakes, fires, mudslides and we don't and we talk a lot about earthquake preparedness but it seems like in the last few years we also need to be talking about about wildfire preparedness yeah, right. because what do you take like what do you I mean, I think you just grab photos, you grab, you know, your that's, wedding ring, that's you grab right, exactly. anything that you can't replace that's right. portable, Right. and then you, I guess you just have to go, well, I don't know, whatever happens, happens now. What do I do? That's right.
2: And that's why I said, it was like, we should do this right now, because once the panic sets in, we're going to just like aimlessly be walking in circles through this house. And what I realized was even though we had time and we weren't panicked, we both still were like, wait, what do we grab? Like, right. um, the digital age helps a bit cause I just sort of, uh, instinctively and I think like, you know, growing up in a generation before the, the digital age, Wanted to grab photos off the walls and I was like grabbing them and I was like, Wait, I just printed this out off my phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. But wait,
1: my ALF VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, no, like, but no, I did grab the VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> well we've you know, we're in Griffith Park here and, and I and we've we've been through a couple fires yeah. here and there is that and you know, it we've been fortunate that we haven't had to yeah, we've been fortunate that we haven't had to evacuate, but we have There've been a couple that were close enough where you could you could see the flames, right? And you, we just said, okay, um, well, grab the get the cat, right? And we just sort of are in that like ready to pounce. Yeah, mode. You're in like a holding pattern. It, yeah, you're just in a holding pattern, just wait. Exactly what you said, just waiting to see where the wind blows. And it, and it, you know, it's it is difficult because we we live most of our lives really building these kind of certainty bubbles where we think like. I'm fine, My fa- everything's fine, like, we live in a good area, like, we right. live in a safe this, we have right. this, you know, and then something like that happens, and you're like, yeah, everything's temporary, nothing None of it. is certain. Yeah, absolutely. And, you right. know...
2: especially We had just, uh, you know, back to the shooting, my whole town was celebrating that, like, a couple months ago, we got named the third safest city in the country. And it's like... And like you said, we all allowed that to, like, settle in our minds as though that was a certainty. Right. Or, like, a constant. Right. Uh, And that just imploded. And while it's imploding, everything catches on fire. And then that goes the other way. But then an ember lands over here. And now it's coming towards us from this side. Right. It was like just...
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't, you know, as upsetting as it all is, I certainly don't think... The answer is to be afraid of everything. I think the answer is just to sort of say, like, well, you know, appreciate each day that you have. Yeah. And. And the treasures that you have while you have them—that's exactly right. And, and, and also, you know, realizing what's important. What like matters. A car is not important. Um, yeah. uh, things are not important. Right. People are important. Right. And you know, yep. those things that are that are special to us, like yeah. a, like a, if your kid did a drawing, you'd want to save that. That's exactly you right. Know? That's what we grabbed. We like opened up the
2: three hundred year old cabinet and take out the <laughs> five day old <laughs> cartoon drawings,
1: and we're like, "This is what
2: matters. Leave the antiques." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's what's true, too, is it kind of, in a certain way, was, like, um, exhilarating, um, not to make light of it, because I, I have I spent all day yesterday uh, searching and salvaging through a buddy's house who burned to the ground. Right. And, you know, it was certainly tragic. He had a great attitude about it. But, like what we realized in kind of looking around the house and being like, what do we grab? Was that like, there's not too much. Like we could lose everything here. And if we had each other and these kids and those two dogs that drive us crazy every day, (laughs) we would be happy still, you know, we would rebuild or go somewhere else and we would gather new treasures. And, um, my, my buddy who really, I mean, out of nowhere, his house caught fire. There was no warning whatsoever. It was kind of right when Woolsey fire started. Uh, and he essentially lost every treasure in that house. And yesterday searching through it, he was like, truth is, I feel like it was a forced purge. Mm-hmm. I mean, collecting shit for 30 years. We get yeah. to start over now. Like yeah. You know, and I kind of felt that way too, even though we got lucky and made it out unscathed. It was like, dude, if we start from zero again, okay, we start from zero. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's really more about the acquisition of things than the things. Yeah, exactly. Mean? It's like oh, it's we, the hunt. We traveled and we bought this thing in Europe and we brought it back. You know, it was like right. it was the trip to Europe and the acquisition. The memory of thing.
2: itself of doing so. And yeah, like, yes,
1: right. things. I mean, you know, you see, we have things in our house, but they're all just sort of like I don't know, like medals that you know, like that's right. I went to Austria once or I right. yeah, did right. this or right. I, right. you know. But even now, it's like the I mean, it sounds like you like antiques too. I just I like everything that has a, anything that has a story. Stories, man. But so much of the stuff we buy online now, so it's not even like we're really hunting and gathering anymore. It's like oh, you can buy you know two hundred year old antiques on find it on right a website. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah. you know it. We we do I, I think we are powered and driven by the stories that we are able to sort of tell ourselves. And if the story is that, you know, it's really just the continuation of the journey and this is a new journey, again, like you said, not to make light of it, but you know, at least it's not at least you're not gonna be um sort of a prisoner of your things. Yeah, right. You know? And, and you that story's still part.
2: intact. Yes. And that and then even more so again, my my buddy's place yesterday, he was like Some of these things that I lost, like, the story only gets amplified now. Like, I went and found this thing, and I've had it for 30 years, and then it burned up in this fire. Right. And and then, like, little things that we did find partially intact. He was like, this was at the bottom of the pile, sentimentally, five days ago. Right. And now I'm going to frame this, and it'll be in my house forever. Right. And then it was just like a...
1: How old are your kids? Six and three. And how are you explaining... I mean, how are you explaining all of this to them, to a... A six-year-old, particularly, they're just starting to figure out that the world can be a scary place. True. So how are you...
2: She's very much like, um, yeah, she's like awake now. She sees it all, and she's got so many questions, and uh, most of which I, ha- I have no answers to. She <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, makes yes. shit up. You no. Just make- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Blue. laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the fire... Th- to be honest with you, both of them... Uh, it's all a great adventure still. Like, they're way more excited than scared. And the oh, fire's good. coming and, the, and watching TV. And the, it's the first time in my six-year-old's life she's ever been interested in the news. Um, the three-year-old was still like, can we put Looney Tunes back on? The <laughs> six-year-old was glued to the TV with me and her mother. And, like is the house going to burn down? I don't know, baby. And like, what would we do if it did? We would find another house. We would go somewhere else. We would go to friend's house. It would be okay. And like, I could see a little bit of like, like I said, more excitement in her eyes than fear, which I, I can relate to that too. I think to some degree, maybe it's all of us, but to some degree, there's like a sick excitement or like in, in the anticipation of like, is this going to go wrong? And if so, what will I have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that in my six year old, just like, uh, okay, daddy, like, well, let's go. Um, and that's like, a, it's, uh, a, a, I'm proud of her for being so fearless, but it's also a little bit of like, you know, you, like you said, how do you explain that to them? You do so gently and with care and maybe not with one hundred percent transparency. Right. Yeah. right, right,
1: right, right. Yeah. Because they're tiny minds. Still, it's like you want. I would imagine you would want to be honest, well, open with them, and authentic with them. But there's still a lot of stuff they're not. That's right. Quite able to process. Yeah, you don't need to more, fully open. The no, curtains. no, no, no. Yeah, uh, but it does. It does. In one sense, it really does make you understand certain philosophies or ways of life or religions where people are like, "Don't you know." It, and, and I guess it's not even like don't have any possessions, but just don't be a prisoner of your right. possessions. It's true, man. It's so true. I, I don't know. Well, I'm glad. I'm just. I'm glad you're okay. Oh, thanks, and, man.
2: And you're so right too. We've been like hugging each other harder and just like loving a little deeper since that stuff, since it all went down.
1: And and you're and you know, hopefully, you know, you remember that and that in uh, you know. And then in like a week or two, you're like, oh, "God damn traffic! What is this?" You know? <laughs> yeah, or today on the way yeah, here, yeah. I'm like calling you, like, "Ah, traffic!
2: I'm ah, sorry, man.
1: traffic!" This he does not have twelve items. This is the express line. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Piece of shit. You know, exactly. you're like, "All right, maybe that's not exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's right." <Maybe> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the guy's thirteen items. It's maybe right, not as right. not the biggest. And all deal these the looky loos looking at the fire smoke. It's like, well, it's the biggest plume of smoke. I do often, you know, sort of have these conversations of like, "Oh, it's." is this the worst time and, you know, is this the most deadly time in history? And then, you know, historically, like, no, there have been deadlier times in history. You know, like, we're living longer now. Like, there are really good – but we're so aware of everything. True.
2: And because of – yeah, like, you were talking about social media. Now we all just have, like, uh, an up-close view in our pocket at all times. You can always pull that – I can right now go on Instagram and hashtag fire and pull up – thousands, thousands of and thousands of images. videos of, yeah. yeah exactly which like it's never been the case it's never been that readily available
1: well this all this all just sort of proves my theory that people who play dicks in television and film tend to be the nicest people here here <laughs> so people right i mean walking dead fans probably remember that you were uh you played martin you almost took out what who ultimately is like Kind of one of the main protagonists of the series now. All uh-huh, of a sudden, uh-huh. that you basically threatened dude. to kill a baby in watching Dead. To
2: this day, in the grocery store with my kids, people will run up and be like, "You're the baby choker."
1: <laughs> and I'll like, I'll like uh, put, please not put my a... hat
2: on my daughter and be like, "No, no she is <laughs> attack her." Like I can't, I can't wear a baseball cap or I become like a, a cannibalistic baby of choker. <laughs> no, that's I mean,
1: right. There was that like, all I'm a cannibal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like it gets darker and worse too, because that scene was me and Tyrese, who Chad's like a dear friend. But yeah. like they'll be like, "You're the racist baby choking cannibal." I'll be like, "These are my kids, right? They're next right to- here. They're right Can here." Just, yeah, and we're in the frozen pizza aisle, man. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just
1: a guy like you. <laughs> like- you know, I my I, I have a theory about why nice people play such great villains, and it's because. Really nice people are very genuine, and when when a villain, you know, like uh, a good villain, doesn't go, I'm in a camera, I'm coming at you, you know. Right. The the fact that you're sincere and authentic, and then you just put fucked up words in your mouth—that's all it takes. yeah, It yeah, creates yeah. a dissonance where you're like, you just feel really uncomfortable. And I think that that gives a villain depth, or or, right. or a yeah. or, 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 or kind of a weird.
2: And the most dangerous, the the best bad guys. Think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. That's what makes them dangerous. They, yeah. They fully believe in their cause. Do
1: you like playing villains or do you? Because I just saw it. Well, I just saw a movie that you were not a villain in. My wife. Um, ho or uh, does a lot of hosting stuff at Screamfest. Yeah, and this movie Discarnate played. We saw it, but you were great in it. <laughs> and they, I, just I still haven't seen it. And the director, or was it the director? Someone, no, your Costa, the guy who played your brother. Yeah, in the thing. Matt Matt Monroe. Matt yeah. Matt Monroe uh, said. Uh, yeah, Chris and I didn't really know what we were supposed to do, so we just kinda like improved a backstory and it stayed in and like and it totally made sense. I read a
2: review where they're like, and somebody was like, one of my favorite moments, there's a scene where they're talking about their childhood. I wish there would have been more of that. And I called <laughs> man and was like, I can't believe that shit? Because I remember us doing that and then being like, maybe don't improv. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, but you know you never know what's hey, going to hey, work come on, yeah you, yeah exactly you know? um and one of the only um although more recently with the deuce and the front that's out now I'm I'm not bad guys in those but most of my career certainly has been villains and um because yeah yeah I really enjoy that mainly because um, what we were speaking on earlier—that I think a lot of times people read bad guy and they think like, "Oh, I need to play him bad," right? And it's like, no, it's easier than that. Read the, the words are bad, yeah, yeah. And so like, just be a human being that's saying these horrible things. Yeah,
1: you don't you don't have to you don't have to telegraph it just because people, you know, in in life you don't get like monologues from <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> if someone's gonna fuck you up they're just gonna fuck you up yeah exactly and you know they might just very calmly say like eh, well, I am just
2: gonna say the calmer they do it the scarier the that scary, shit the is the scarier <laughs> it's
1: it it's is it's like oh this isn't bullshit this guy's
2: <laughs> this guy is enjoying he's himself he's way
1: too confident <laughs> yeah, about exactly. this he's way too comfortable right. with all right. of this that's right
2: yeah right. Um, and then one of the, the first time I think that I ever played a good guy was with Lydia
1: Oh, oh! F- which, which
2: the uh, it ended up being called the barber, but it initially was called Trigger. Yeah, and um, and I played the uh, the lead. He was a detective who went undercover trying to uh, capture the serial killer. And your wife played one of the supporting characters.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, uh, which like yeah, just. Just random coincidence, but that
1: is crazy. She's upstairs when she i am I'm gonna I'm gonna text her now to come down and say hi. <laughs> that's, come that's okay. say hi to Chris Coy before you leave.
2: And I'll be I'll be nicer this time in the movie. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't very nice to her.
1: You know, my wife has a great she's almost becoming like the Sean Bean of like <laughs> <laughs> she dies horribly in everything. She <laughs> she survived our interaction. She did survive, yeah. your, but there are so yeah. many things where it's just like heroin addicts, you know, mm. s- s- skull crushed thrown into a vat of acid. Those are the most fun roles though. That's, yeah, she loves a lot it. of those are those are good times. She absolutely yeah, she she absolutely <laughs> loves that part of it. Yeah. But it's still it's like you're like, oh yeah, I'm dying this one too. I'm like, you gotta now now it's a streak. Right. Now you gotta keep that going. Yeah, exactly. It's like how many things can you get that you that you die in? <laughs> but uh uh the front runner looks great. Thanks. The I mean it's I didn't know that I would be interested in the story of Gary Hart. You know, because I was in high school at the time, so yeah. I was vaguely aware yeah, true. in a pre social media era, an era, and that was just all adult shit. And, right. you know, I was watching yeah, exactly. Money Pipe That was my I mean. experience too. Yeah. Yep. So, um, what is it? Uh, who do you play in the movie, and then and what, uh, what was your experience on the film? So I play a guy named Kevin
2: Sweeney, who's a real guy, still alive and well. Uh, a guy much, much more intelligent than I. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and he was Gary Hart's press secretary. He's a young gun, again, uh, really sharp. He's 28 years old at, when he was Gary Hart's press secretary on wow. his presidential campaign. Um, and oh man, he's the, he's the he's the best kind of guy. He believed wholeheartedly in his candidate and that he was the right man for the job and that he could do the best work for this country. And, and the rug just got pulled out from under him. Right. At, I mean, the peak of positivity in that campaign. Um, almost the moment where he was like, you know what? Maybe I can relax. I think we're going to, we're going to win. This. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then he just like gets a call. From the Washington Post, they actually called Kevin Sweeney first and was like, This is the story we have and we're running it. Oh my and god. He's like there's a moment in the movie actually where he's like, uh-huh. And he just like grabs a bottle of scotch. <laughs> and he's like, Uh-huh, you're gonna do what? And he like sniffs the bottle first. Like he's just like it's two in the morning and you're telling me that everything's imploded. Um Did you talk
1: to Kevin Sweeney?
2: Yeah, yes. Um extremely informative, uh, so, um, I think excited that the story was going to be told. I'm sure that he, as well as the rest of them were hesitant too. I think it's gotta be scary to hear that like a movie is being made based on, even if it's just a moment in your life, right? but like based on your truth. Um, and You know, especially when it's being made by somebody like Jason Reitman. So, like, chances are people are going to see it. Right. And just amplifies that sort of fear or the unknown. Um, But he was really committed to the project and wanted to be a part of it and be as informative as possible and help me get it right. Um, Such a nice guy. Like I said, I'm endlessly sort of humbled to be able to play him because just. Just when I started researching what the job was and what it entailed, I was like, oh, I could never do this for a living. <laughs> and then once I spoke to Kevin, I was like, oh, I could never do a lot of things that guy could do. Right. right. Just so smart. Um, and so, yeah, I played press secretary. And, and Kevin Sweeney, really, I mean, if anybody almost – sort of saved him almost was able to kind of patch this up it it was probably kevin um and you know ultimately that it didn't it didn't work out but um just a, a guy who he fought the good fight to the end and for um at least in his mind all the right reasons and and like you said just really believed that that hart was the right man for the job and that we were about to like lose our best chance um but maybe for you know for good reason but it's a tough story i think that that's why it's a, a good film i think good movies like uh, my mother drove quite a, a, a lot of miles she, she doesn't live in new york or la and she went to go see the movie already oh, i haven't wow. even seen it in limited release and she was like i i mean i love you in the movie but didn't make me feel good. <laughs> I was like, but, well, you know, not every movie does. Yeah. it should be that you leave thinking. And right. That, you know, it asks questions. Jason um, sort of keenly put that like, this isn't, I'm not answering many questions. I'm asking them. Um, I'm asking you to ask them. And I think that's a bold move as a filmmaker to be like. I'm trusting you, the audience, to understand that, like, I'm not laying it out for you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, these are the things I'm wondering, how do you feel about this?
1: Right, right. Well, especially when you're basing it on a, you know, life is very complicated and there are not, you know, it's, it's sort of been the theme of the conversation so far is like, there's not a ton of answers to right, things right. and it's like, well, things happen. And then you just sort of wade your way through it That's and right. do the and best you can. Right. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, I don't know reason?
2: what's around this corner, but there's no other route. So like, let's find out, I guess we'll just keep going and see where we end up. And I think a lot of us are in that holding pattern.
1: I saw a, um, oh, what was it on? It was one of the subreddits I follow. I th- it might've been get motivated just a good subreddit. <laughs> Get motivated. Yeah, you need a little more motivation, Chris. you always sitting on your ass. I know. Oh, God. I'll do 20 things tomorrow. Yeah.
2: But, but uh, you guys know he's in his pajamas right now.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I should, I should have done that. I should start doing that. That's a great idea, actually, because it, I think it would, It's a power move. Too. It's, if I would have shown up and, like, <laughs> trying to be
2: Hollywood cool and you open the door just in your silk PJs. Uh, Hey, like, yeah,
1: he's right over there.
2: We'll just return right
1: over there. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, there is a, well, there's the sort of the the difference between like some people who go, wow, that guy's free versus like, what the fuck, why? Come <laughs> yeah. on, just put on pants. <laughs> yeah, you can so, put on pants. So it might have right. been either get motivated or, no, it was, let's see, it was either get motivated, our self improvement, or our stoicism. But it was, it was just this. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Which are very all, are all, are all they're great. all interrelated, yeah, yeah. but it was uh, it was a, a, a panel from one of the Kung Fu Panda movies, and his master is telling him. He says, uh, "Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery." Today is, uh, today is a gift. That's why it's called present. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, oh, exactly it. to <laughs> ah, yeah, that's exactly what I needed to all hear today. Exactly what I needed to hear. All of the wisest
2: things that my kids know don't come from me. They come from Cartoons. movies like Kung yeah. Fu Panda yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Because yeah. they need to distill all that information down yeah, into the most right. digestible. Right.
2: And the truth is, is that like those are all the things that now as an adult I'm sort of rediscovering and finding that those are all the things that I need to hear too. Of course, you know like, it
1: never stops. Like you don't, you don't get to a point where you're like, "Yep, I've figured it all out." Or which is like,
2: like something I think that as kids, you, th- I thought that I thought like, "Oh, they're adults and they've they've they know it all or they've got it figured out and I don't." And then you become a parent and you realize like, no, I still feel like a 14-year-old boy.
1: Of course. Like, you feel, like, feel, like, you like, feel like however you felt right about the time that puberty kicked in. That's I think right. That's when your identity right. sort of solidifies. But this <clears> – <throat> I sort of had this mind-blowing thought. Well, mind-blowing to me. I don't know. Maybe no one else will give a shit. But mind-blowing <laughs> in the sense that when you think about the values that you had when you were a kid yeah. and they still seem as – you still understand them and they seem real. Like you said, oh, when I saw my parents, I thought they knew everything – most of the time we forget that our brains weren't fully formed and and that that we are still holding on to things from a point of view that was essentially not at full capacity. Yeah, a work in progress. It was a work in progress. As we still are. Yes, exactly. And so it's... Yes, things when you're a kid, you need things to be very binary because you, you're not necessarily processing a lot of these higher That's right,
2: like we were saying earlier, not full transparency. That's right. You know? Not full because transparency. There's too much yet. kinda there's too many working parts going on right there. And yeah, like you said, it's a, it's pretty important to be binary. So
1: right? how long should we allow ourselves to be prisoners of a being that didn't have the, you know what I mean? It's it's sort of like, it'd be sort of like getting mad at your old Palm Pilot for not being able to go on the (laughs) internet. It's like it didn't have the They didn't have that yet! You can't, you have to understand. And
2: and now, we might be an iPhone 10, but... (laughs) Twenty years from now, that's still a palm, palm pilot. <laughs> you know, Listen, we're just like, now
1: we're just talking to Gen Z and millennials. Yeah, <laughs> true. How you doing, using guys? Terminology. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when you switch um, <laughs> yeah. when you take off the Joy Cons and then you. God, put- I love the Switch though. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. I've been playing Diablo Three for the past week. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's- I just need Red Dead Redemption to come to the Switch, so that dude. Are you on Red Dead too? No, and
2: I because I had I had a twenty minute conversation sitting in (laughs) traffic on the way here. Serious conversation about how to rob the sheriff's department in a town. In Red Dead too. The whole
1: like, B story on South Park last week was how everyone was, and it just casually floated into every conversation. And like they summon the devil, and he references something in Red Dead, and they go, "Are you playing Red Dead Redemption 2? And he's like, "Yeah, it's awesome." <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> it's playing, true, man. But I just sitting in front, like I, I just I like I like the the convenience of being it, and I oh, I move sweet. around so much, right? Yeah, of course. That uh, it's just been easier to play. It my six
2: year old's but... confiscated my Switch to a very large degree. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just beats the shit out of Mario Odyssey <laughs> oh and uh the
1: guy played that it's fucking great
2: it's so good and then I, I just uh gave her her own account on Zelda Breath of the Wild nice and uh She's like, you know, sword play and stuff like that. And I, I just sit there like, I'm so fucking proud
1: of you. <laughs> but daddy's going to have to get his own Switch. Yeah, exactly.
2: For Christmas, daddy's going to yeah. have to get his own I Switch. I've made a grave mistake in any I'm
1: going to put one in your stocking for Christmas, but it's really daddy's. <laughs> it's for me. It's just, it's totally, <laughs> totally just for me. Exactly. But, you know, um,. Not again! Like not. That's <laughs> so we So far, this, Red Dead just took us on such well, a. But I just spent this whole like everything we talked about. This was like not being not being enslaved by, by your, your childhood itself but now And now we're like, like now now we're like, um, we need to play the Switch, and we need to play my video games I again. Well, but it, it does speak to the idea that like it doesn't matter like. You're 14 and you're like
2: one day, uh, you know, I mean, you or whatever. It's like one day I'll be a man or just one day I'll be a a grown up and I'll have it figured out. And then like now I'm 32 and I'm still like one day I'll be a man, yeah. Uh, Or one day I'll have this figured out, yeah. And it's like that just goes on and it just that'll never end.
1: It never ends. And even when you even when you figure something out and you have like an aha moment. You still – you know, we're still such habitual creatures and creatures of pattern that you constantly have to remind yourself, especially if you're trying to change, to have better habits or whatever – you always, you will never have to stop reminding yourself, and and I think, well, on the one hand, that sounds oppressive, but it's like, well, you brush your teeth twice a day, or you, you know, you should, uh, and you don't really think about it, right? So it's not like you go, like if if when you were, if you really thought, like, we have to brush my teeth twice a day every day for the rest of my life, you yeah, if you added those numbers, yeah, uh, you never like how many thousands of times, right. you know, exactly, and it's just sort of the same thing with habit and 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 uh, anything personality wise. Like yeah, you know, like yeah, or fitness, whatever it is. Life. Life, You take it a day at a time. You take it a day at a time. It's like we well, can get through whatever you can get through in a day. Right. That's right. And like, I think,
2: I think there's some peace to be found in the idea that. We're just Palm Pilots.
1: <laughs> We're Palm Pilots like, in an iPhone X world. Exactly. That's all it is. Like, <laughs> the idea that, like we don't have this shit figured out yet. No, we don't. And, and maybe we don't even have the system or the processor have the hard yet, yeah, like that could store the information exactly. to begin exactly. to figure it out. Exactly. So forgive yourself. <laughs> forgive yourself. <laughs> forgive yourselves out there, Palm Pilots. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How many people have said? How many people in the in the world today do you think have said the phrase "palm pilot"? Probably not no, a lot.
2: No, 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 especially just like even like my cousin's kids that generation, like in their twenties, they don't know what a palm pilot is. No, 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 I don't no think they so.
1: don't all. They don't yeah. at all, or and a, they don't even remember like when. I mean, well, I'm a little bit older than you, but I but I remember when palm pilots before. Hey, Lydia Hurst has come in to say hi, hi. to Chris Coy. Hi. Hi.
2: Yeah, Last time okay.
0: I saw you, weren't you strangling me
1: today? I believe, so, I believe so. Yeah, we were just talking about. We
0: were
2: well, talking, we've both
1: been on the wrong side of that before, right, yes. so it's okay. We were
2: talking so I'm about. Going
0: to
1: die later today. Yes, yeah, really? that's right.
0: We, yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah,
1: she's going to work on a thing where she dies again. I was saying like you can't break your death streak in in the. the I know this isn't even a horror
0: movie. This is like a really serious drama, What's the, and I still have found a way to die.
1: Heroin <laughs> overdose, right? It, yeah, OD.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. How many times have you OD'd, Lydia? Uh,
3: just.
0: a <laughs> She
1: actually, <laughs> last week, she was in this weird situation where she was like, I'm supposed to die of a heroin overdose, and I don't know how to tie off my arm, but I don't want to look it up because I don't want that in my search yeah. history. <laughs> it's true. It's
2: true. Again, palm pilot problems. Palm we pilot just problems, yeah. We don't know what we're we doing do, Yeah, we
1: don't know exactly what yeah. we're doing. Well, so good I just to see you. have to teach me when I get to sex. Well, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, just tie off the best you can, sweetie. Right, I'll right, still love gonna you. Try. You're going to get an A for right. effort. And an H for yeah, heroin. I am dead, so. Either way, you're gonna die, it's gonna be fine. Yes. You guys are just you know, the sweetest. I mean, <laughs> get out of here. Alright, <laughs> ma. Oh, i want to take a Good to see no you. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. I love you, bye. Have fun today. Um, what a yeah. bizarre world we live in. It's so so yeah, surreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so yeah. surreal. Yeah. But I remember when Palm Pilots were like everyone was crazy about the uh, organizers. Right. And we had, you know, like a giant thick organizer with as many like these are for this is a diary. these are contacts that's right. this, these yeah. are like, and you you only like, could fit so many contacts in right right So you,
2: I still want to get like I go home. I grew up in my grandparents' house. I go home. my grandmother's still if she's got to call anybody, she pulls out this like <laughs> Bible thick. That's what works for her thing
1: that yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. because in her mind, the ability, you know like trying like having to adopt a new a new paradigm, right it just it just takes a lot of energy that's right it just in the last couple years like in the last like maybe year or two of my dad's life he finally was like before he would never text he would never text or email he was like if you want to talk just call me yeah then he discovered texting and then you know and then it was texting and then he started discovering lols and shorthands and then that became which a which is thing. bizarre
2: cuz i have that feeling now my mom does that stuff now and, and it's like, a if i get weird. an lol from her i'm like <laughs> <laughs> mm,
1: did know. you laugh
2: out loud mom
1: <laughs> did you really no <laughs> yeah. you caught me <laughs> yeah. but i wonder what i wonder what our i wonder if our <clears throat> like what what our technological fences Threshold. will be yeah exactly Is it gonna be vr right. right. or ar or something
2: right. because it's all yeah it's all relative like we're palm pilots <laughs> our parents are address books or whatever you know like uh, and then palm we-
1: Pilot sounds, by the way, like a bad euphemism for being hyper masturbatory. You know, this guy's fucking Palm Pilot. <laughs> this guy's supposed here. to be flying the plane. <laughs> up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm an assist. I'm more of a Palm co-pilot. Like, <laughs> I, I help out. I work yeah. the balls. Yeah. I'm a circle jerk kind of guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to just fly the plane, Chris? <laughs> I mean, you know what? At this point... I feel like I've earned it. I've put in enough flight hours. I feel like maybe I could pilot this bird. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh,
2: I have found a little bit that, like, um, just as far as, you know, generationally, like, what's your threshold for growth or, like, acceptance of the new technology or whatever, I have sort of reached my point where I'm like, this is as far as I'm willing to go style-wise, clothing-wise. right. I've, like, reached my peak. I'm not interested in, like, whatever the new... Like, uh, all the uh, people dyeing their hair purple. Right. Whatever. And, like, I, even saying that right now, I'm like, I sound like my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like I'm, I've decided, like, I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy, and that's where I'm going to be. Yep. And I feel like uh, going into auditions and stuff, I'm just seeing – and see, I'm so blind to it, I can't even come up with an example. But, like, I go into auditions and see other guys my age or younger – and they're like, you know, just like their jacket sleeves are rolled all the way up or some weird shit. And I'm like, I don't know what that is.
1: And I'm not interested. <laughs> why are they? Why you don't you just wear, wear them a te- like a jacket? Wear, yeah, exactly. Like it's a,
2: it's a jacket or you could take it off and it's a shirt. I mean, do you want to just wear a short sleeve shirt? shirt? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just, And then when they want to explain it to me, I'm like, I don't want to know. And that's like, it's you know, like, you know what
1: we need to do? We need to. I I know that these are marketed for women but the short sleeve jacket is something that men really need to figure out you know it's a little like we need to take it so that it's a little less blousey and really just a good fucking leather distressed short sleeve jacket right are you listening all saints damn it you have a thousand old sewing machines in your fucking windows. You can make one goddamn short sleeve jacket for a guy to try <laughs> at some amazing. point. But you say you wear a t-shirt and jeans. But this is a nice, fashiony t-shirt. Like it's a cool. Oh, it's got you, like Chris. buttons on and it. There's no buttons. collar.
2: My wife dressed me.
1: It's a. <laughs> 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 should i put that on yes <laughs> yeah
2: yeah no exactly oh i don't even i don't even ask she just comes in and hands it to me she's like this is what you're wearing she hands it to
1: you while your daughter's playing yeah. your switch yeah, yeah just, exactly yeah like, someone just put food I in have my no i have no control over my, what my life <laughs> yeah. but this is a good what you're wearing is the perfect i think audition uh uh uniform because it's it looks good but it's simple and not but it's simple enough and it's not distracting so that they can sort of imagine true, you into you're sort of like a blank you can be like a blank canvas that's right like, you can imagine me into anything
2: that's so uh exactly right i think that like and like important people don't think about that they like think like oh this character would wear like a shirt that says go fuck yourself <laughs> but like in reality even if that's true don't wear that shirt like, yeah i mean know.
1: i always wonder it's like when i did audition for scripted stuff i would always get caught in this weird, like, well, the character is a cowboy. And, he, like, they had have, have really specific things right. about him. And I'm right. like, nah, I know there are some people that are going to go in dressed as a cowboy. Those people are probably not going to get the part. Right. <laughs> but do I just do a hint of it? It's like. Right. Which I think is right. I think, like, yeah, like, you do, like, a little bit. You right.
2: You do something that's like, hey, I'm game. Right but I'm not crazy. Or t- <laughs>
1: like, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. If somebody, if somebody comes in in full regalia, right. then that basically just says like, you're going to be a, a little extra work. Yeah. Do I want to work with that? Yeah. You know? It's <laughs> I mean, like, every single yeah. day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I get, you know, because we have wardrobe people that could get you that's all right. of that. You don't that's need right. to, yeah, you true. don't have to, right. you don't necessarily have to do that. Right. Well, what do people, what do actors do? Because, When I was, I moved out here in '88, and uh,
2: I was two years old. Two years old.
1: (laughs) Oh, that hurts! Uh, But uh, oh, god, that hurts! Just uh, just a second wave of it (laughs) just sort of came through. But uh, you know, there were the actors who would like have the business card with the headshots on and everything. It's like so in a digital age. What are those like, um, like super uh, motivated? maybe slightly too intense actory types do now. Yeah, they're
2: like mass emailing. Yeah,
1: is it mass emailing yeah, still I think so. or is it I think like so. what do we
2: Or like um Yeah, it's like every now and then I'll see uh I'm not going to name any names even though I'm very tempted to do so. Uh, <laughs> some actors on social will post like uh what audition they just had mm-hmm. as though like that's going to help them get it or right. they're like, you know, This is what I did today, and it was great. And I'm this guy, and I want this, and all this. And it's like maybe, maybe be maybe maybe be quieter. You know know what? You know
1: what? This is this is all going to loop around again, Chris Coy, because in just sort of hearing what you're saying like that, ultimately, what because the entertainment, the world, especially as we've seen, the world is uncontrollable, and we create the illusion of control and certainty. Right, and so to when you work in a creative field it's so difficult to to know how you're doing yeah. and so we apply these right. artificial metrics right. like posting on social media right. oh how many likes did I get how many likes yeah, exactly. how many right. of that validation because I'm just trying to get right. some sort of sense right. but if you release the idea that anything is 100% certain right. then it does free you from that stuff you're That's like right. well it doesn't fucking and I find matter that, anyway right I find that you you'll you'll find more
2: success you'll book more jobs, Or at least in my own experience, I can only speak to that. But the times where I release, where I let go, where I leave it all in the room and then really actually subscribe to, like,
3: walking away from it.
2: And if they want me, they'll call. And if not, what's next?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. My my friend Jack Plotnick, who Lydia just did a show with, has a great blog that's all about – he calls it your inner vulture. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that basically attacks you. It's yeah. like your own right. – it's your own mind that sort of attacks you and it's sort right. of like – And it tries to because he calls it your vulture, and uh, you're sort of releasing that. You're like releasing your need. When you release your need for something, that's where you get. And it's not the confidence that's like this really obnoxious, like yeah, I'm so awesome. But it's just it's just sort of like when you don't need stuff, you're just more comfortable in your skin. And when you need stuff, that's where desperation comes from, and that kind of repels things in the
2: world. That's true. I believe. I think that like that. That energy or whatever that is, that's real and um, and will is is an obstacle, is your enemy. That that's great though. You're a vulture. It is what it is.
1: Like, if you don't, feeds on you. if you don't need anything, right, nothing can hurt you. Now I know that that's a very binary way to think about things because right. obviously we do need things. And we need to survive. Yeah. There's things, we need. and even if and even though even though you might feel
2: like you, you need that job, it's more just like. Trying to operate as though you don't, trying to like convince yourself, like, I'm okay. Well, without and, this. yeah,
1: like, not only are you okay without it, but you know, not just, you know, there's a lot of different ways to be okay. There's financially, there's sort of, you right. know, whatever, sort of spiritually, philosophically, but as much as you can, if you're okay, if you can figure out how to be okay with yourself
2: or what's coming,
1: or what's coming, yeah. that you can handle whatever's coming, right. you know, that you have the ability within yourself to do that. Then it just it does release you of that kind of like ah, oh, I just need I just need people to like me right. I just need because I need I need for me and It's like That's yeah right. no you're you're putting you're giving the world too much power over That's yourself true, man. and you yeah. don't need to you don't need to do I that fully subscribe to that and you just as someone who you know just fled what is a hellscape right now yeah you, you, that was <clears throat> very much um, held up to you in front of your face to yeah. see like oh yeah like we don't. I guess I don't need any of this stuff. I just need my family, right? And you know, like we can pack everything into one car, and we'll be okay, no matter what. That's right. It sucks, but we'll be okay. That's right. It's a crazy, crazy thing, but
2: again, like once you sort of release that vulture, I love that man. I'm stealing that.
1: Yeah, it's Jack Plotnick. I think it's yeah. just JackFlatnick.com. If you just okay. go to his site, he just has a whole. You know he's a he's just a really great guy, and he's right. such a great attitude about all of it, right? because when we were there and
2: we were in it it was like scary and you feel like you feel the pressure of everything and like I, what's the right thing to do right now the moment we got in the car and left happy again right like, this is all we are what matters and we're we'll come back if there's something to come back to right and if not the next adventure begins
1: because it, you know this is an interesting time for you because you're working on so many different cool things and you have worked on so many cool things that you are you are definitely at least from an outsider's perspective on a major upswing in your career like things seem like mm-hmm. oh yeah this guy's mm-hmm. and you you have one of those faces where people see and they go, Oh yeah, I like that guy. I know that. I know who that guy is. He's got a cool vibe. Or
2: know? they're like, that guy chokes babies. <laughs>
1: that guy chokes babies. <laughs> but I still like him for some reason. He eats yeah. people and he chokes babies. Uh, six, six. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to hang out with him. I don't know. I'm not a baby. He's not going to choke me. Yeah, true. I'm not- <laughs> true. <laughs> so as long as yeah. I'm not a baby, I'm it's only fine.
2: offended like the only group that I don't really. <laughs> yeah. There's not a real possibility of hanging out listening. with a bunch of babies not anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. the babies. True. You
1: know, yeah, they're not listening. As you experience, you know, more and more of the, you know, the success that I assume that you've set out to achieve, you know, it's, I, you, it's you're going to have to remember that stuff. But I think that I was having- just going to say that even
2: that, whether it's the upswing or the downswing, either way, most of it's in your head it is and like you should uh, I try and, and remind myself to stay somewhere in the middle mentally and the idea that like it doesn't matter how far this swings up just continue to work hard and love what I do and leave it in the room or uh, value the things that matter yeah Uh
1: Again, most of it is in your head. and yeah. again, most.
2: Not of that it... I don't fuck that up sometimes. You know? I wake up some mornings like a total asshole. My wife's like, I will kill you. And I'm like, oh, that's
1: right. You're the boss. Also, put this on. Yeah, put this on before you. <laughs> exactly. But again, you know, it's like it, it, these are things that are in our head. And a lot of them are in our head because of things that we put there when we were kids, right. when our brains were Palm Pilots. <laughs> That's right. So, like, That's you know, right. like it's, it's not, right. you got to kind of remember that it's, right, that it's, that it's, most, most of it's, most of it's not real. And I just, I really honestly think that any, that if you have the ability to say that, you know, no matter what happens in the outside world today, I'm going to be okay, if yeah. you can, you know, <laughs> even if you're lying to yourself. It's, yeah, fake it till you make it. Man. It's it's yeah. a it's a very it's, that's that's where the, that's where true human power lies because, right. you know, like we are adaptable creatures. We figure shit out. That's why right. we you know right. That's why we've evolved and uh, you know and I I just I believe strongly that that's that's a lot of the key. Like you know if you, if you put too much emphasis on the external world for your validation. It's just too mercurial. That's right. You don't know. You can't predict how that's going to go. And the
2: idea that if you you believe that, like, whatever comes, I can handle this, and you, like, maintain a positive core, like, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be as honest as possible. I'm going to treat people the way that I want to be treated, and then I'm going to work my ass off. Right. Then, like... pretty much handle whatever and like chances are like you said if you release your vulture and hold on to that
1: core (laughs) that's right you're going to do well yeah right so what else are you working on now that because i know you're uh, in the deuce as well yeah uh is there anything else that you're working on that that's coming up that you're excited about or that you you can talk about
2: yeah um so the front runner goes wide uh November 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so proud of that. Been a Reitman fan for years. And then obviously, I mean, Hugh Jackman is fucking Wolverine. And I got <laughs> to hang out with him. Did you talk to him? Many, yeah. I mean, uh, I got to be next to him a lot in the film, but then also on top of that, he's such a nice guy. And he really, he, he comes down from up on Wolverine mountain and mm-hmm. hangs out with us as though he's, you know, I mean, he is. He's just a—he's such a regular dude and a nice, the nicest guy. You'd be—he would go out with all of us on the weekends and stuff, and like every ten seconds, somebody's coming up to take a picture, and he's in mid conversation. Oh, hi, Yep. smile, picture, thanks. Good to see you back to the conversation with you, and you're like, wow, man, you just are such a pro. He's
1: also taller than you think he's gonna be.
2: Yeah, he's easily like six two. Yeah, and just like. Like God was like, and you will be a movie star. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, just exactly. Tall, dark, handsome, talented, hard worker. Day one, knew everybody. Cast and crew's name by face. Like walk up to you, never met you before. He's like, Chris, good to see you, man. <laughs> and he walks away, and you're like, My <sighs> fucking name. <laughs> Take it down a notch. Yeah, exactly. And really, there are moments where all of us on the cast have a variation of this same story, where it's like you'd be sitting there talking to him and totally forget who and what he is. And, and again, you know, maybe because he, he realizes that like, that's all in his head and your head. Right. Um, and then you'd sort of like catch yourself and be like, Oh shit. What have I said? <laughs> what have I said? Wolverine. <laughs> what did I say to you? What did I say to you fucking jack? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: did you, did any, did any fandom sneak out or did you keep it in check?
2: Uh, no, well? no, no. I'm re- I was like, bro, <laughs> uh, I've wanted to be you my whole life. We're just gonna have and we're gonna have, to have you,
1: this conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know it's coming.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, which he was just so uh, gentle <laughs> about, and nice, and sweet, and like more than that. I mean, he he opened it up for all of us to ask him anything. You know, he, he's aware that he's had a tremendous amount of experience living the so-called dream where he's done what we're after, you know, a lot of us, especially nerds like me, like I'm, I want what what he's done in know?
1: Wolverine origin stories. How does um, Deadpool have uh, katanas <laughs> in his arms? Come out because he would have to just straighten his arms the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which
2: he's got an answer for. <laughs> he does because he's been asked that a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> what you realize in talking to him is that like all us nerds are the same person.
1: <laughs> he knows and <laughs> he knows it. Yeah, yeah exactly. he can sniff it out. He might right. be able to for a second to be like. So you're Hugh? Oh, it's nice to meet you. you know like you <laughs> yeah. might be able to fake it for a yeah. second. Yeah. What's your last name? Right. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. He nice sees right through that. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah. come on. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. Well, as long as we <laughs> yeah, both know, exactly. and, uh, right? You know, it's all gonna be. Yeah. It's all gonna be fine. Um, I mean, that is that is an interesting. I mean, you, you know, it's. I, get, I get, It all nets out good. But to to be a character that is that identifiable. You know, I mean, that, that is, that is, you know, like one of the best things that could happen in your career, but I could understand how it could also be perceived as like, oh, that's Wolverine, you know, I mean, yeah. he does other stuff. And so well. Yeah, he's a, so well. He's a character actor. And a and a singer and yeah, a exactly. dancer. I mean. he's, and like, a, he's just built for this stuff. Would you want to be an iconic character, like that iconic of a character in something in a series of things or or do you would you rather sort of be able to
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. You know, think about it. <laughs> I don't want. I don't. I don't want to think about it. I I, yeah, I'll right, out. Now, yeah. right now, right uh, <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> whatever comes, let's go. Because um, there are some actors that I think are probably like, no, I want to be able to be invisible and blend in. And yeah, <laughs> I want that too. Yeah, you but, I, but I also
2: want to be Wolverine. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> did, 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 what, did you have a Halloween costume this year?
2: Uh, yes, uh, the kids decided this year. We were all um, Day of the Dead. Uh, oh my skeletons. God, that's Like awesome. a family of dead. People, that's um, really
1: fantastic. It was fun. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Um, I like the sort of lack of democracy in your house. <laughs> it's no, very no, sweet. Fr- I don't. I don't, I, don't <laughs> like, I don't get to decide it's anything. Very sweet though, you're like there is ah, there my, my daughter happening. I
2: just don't get to be involved. My wife uh, wanted this. Yeah.
1: Is your three year old? What, what's what's the story
2: with your three year old? She's uh, she's the meanest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just the will on that one, man. Um, yeah, Dylan, What's her name. Hi, Dylan. Uh, just the she's the stinker. She's just the strongest of of all of us. Probably is this story on that.
1: I think that's. I think that's. You know, the fact that because you had kids relative. Well, I guess not young, young, 25. but twenty five. Yeah. Um, that I think that's also great because that kind of helps ground you too. Yeah. It's oh, like it changed not, everything. Yeah. For
2: me. I was. I was maybe. Uh, Aimless, prior, um, and then yeah, exactly. It just ground you. It made me like, it, all of a sudden, it's bigger than me, and um, it didn't, ma- it didn't matter anymore that I would, that, you know. Well, maybe I'll prep this, or maybe I'll go have a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you'll you'll <laughs> prep it while you're having a couple drinks. That's right, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> like, that's I mean. but
1: that's what's great. That's sort of the you know, I think having that. Sort of creates the larger kind of um, humility for being in the world, in the universe. And it's right. just like, that's right. you know, we're here for a blink and you sort of, it's about the process. Right. Do what and you can. Yeah, exactly. No matter what
2: scale I'm looking at it on, it's not up to me. No. like uh, The
1: only thing that's up to you is how you... It's how like, I'm going to approach how it. How you approach it, the values that you have... You know yep. how you treat other people. Like that's all the stuff that's up to you, and and nothing else is up to you. Yeah,
2: and I think I think that like the sooner that you r- recognize, accept, and embrace that idea, like, or at least with me, like, the moment I let it all go and was like, all I all I can do is control the type of person that I am.
1: Mm-hmm. Life got easier. Are you? Uh Do you have a lot of auditions on a daily basis or do you, does it come seasonally or like what is your sort of, what does your week look like? Yeah, more recently, um,
2: just because of, you know, the deuce, which like, so humbled being in that show, like it's just, those guys just write such tremendous stories and, um, but being on that, we shoot a long season. It's a seven month long season. Oh my in, in New York City, and um, it's like three three week episodes. It's like shooting ten movies in a row.
1: Walking Dead wasn't even three weeks an episode. No. Walking Dead was like eight days an episode. Yeah, no,
2: we're like uh, thirteen day shoot thirteen shooting days per episode. One. Uh, prep day or one off day. That's and then fucking one prep
1: incredible day. that a zombie show takes eight days and a seventies porn show is right. three weeks. <laughs> That's episode. right, man. That's right.
2: <laughs> Just we're gonna shoot the shit out of this. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, exactly. Um, and so, and because of that, and then obviously getting lucky enough to be in the front runner for Jason. And then I also did a, another movie, which is coming out here in a couple of months, I think, called Trial by Fire that Ed Zwick directed. Oh, wow. Uh, Laura Dern, Jack O'Connell, uh, Emily Mead from The Deuce yep. and myself um, had that one up. And all of those things have kept me busy and sort of afforded me a, a little more time in between and to, the, the, the opportunity to be a, a little pickier with stuff. Yeah. Um but I mean, yeah, I'm still very much like working class actor. I'm I'm I turn down nothing almost, you know. Like I I wanna do great work, but I also need to work, need to put food on the table, need to all that stuff. Yeah. Um which like maybe one day that won't be the case. But again, dude, I value this time. It's 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 pretty exhilarating. I love that the pressure's still on and um the like we said earlier, you know, once you have those kids, it's like, it's not really about me anymore. Like, how do I build the best life for them possible? And that makes that makes the work, like, that much more fulfilling. I still get to be creative and do what I love. But I have this, like, amplified pressure. Right. And it's like, oh, no, you're going to run as fast as you fucking can right now for them. <laughs> and that's cool.
1: Yeah, because, you know, when you go home... Your daughter's going to be on your switch.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> exactly, and you're going to have no say in anything. Well,
1: you're going to have to. You should get. This is why you need to get your own switch so you can so you can like network, like you can play multiplayer. That's what. We, yeah, yeah.
2: Santa's bringing me a switch. Good, good, yeah, good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Nice. Yeah. and I want to uh, clarify just so I don't get my ass beat when I get home that. Uh, it, things work way better with me not being the one calling the shots. Uh, she, <laughs> my wife crushes it, uh, and <laughs> I
1: know I, I've 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 I think I lean a little too much on my wife. Yeah, me too. Because I, <laughs> I, like, I I've noticed that I do start to do this things like when there's you know like a, I don't know if there's just like little things. Go wrong around I, I, around around here I, I kind of do and it's unfortunate that she 's just so capable, yeah right. which is kind of her curse. i can't even
2: send a text i have to I'm like <laughs> I'm half,
1: she has to proofread it for me I do' And be like nah, don't do you know or whatever and i've concocted this performance that she 's catching on, to, which is this sort of it's like it's a stalling tactic. But really, it's like, when are you going to solve this? You know, it's like, oh, what are we going to do about this? (laughs) (sighs) And you're not even Uh, really thinking about what an answer or solution is. If you just kind of got through the facade. Like, my brain is sort of like a backlot at Universal. It's like the facade is detailed. But then you get in there.
2: It's just a bunch of empty buildings. Yeah, there's
1: like there's just like you see the slats of wood holding it up. Yeah, and exactly. It's like an old car battery. And <laughs> right. Someone's lo- right. like a like discarded McDonald's wrappers. Exactly. Uh there's really nothing yeah. that's going on back like, there. Like she's gonna come in here and she's gonna fix <laughs> She'll all this She'll figure this out, yeah. She's gonna figure just it out. She's like, okay, we should do this. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great. Are you sure we yeah. well do you want you are, you're just an actor, and she's
2: the director. You're just yeah. waiting for her to tell you where to stand, what to say, and yeah. how to say I it.
1: mean, really, do you want me to do this? Is is colloquially, when are you going to do this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you going to do right. this, or do you, right. you, you know? Like, yeah fine, I'll do it. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. it's a whole... That's the best... I think
2: that we've really figured out the best way to behave. Yeah.
1: But the thing, the, the <laughs> funny part about it is that she knows what no, i doing. No, of course they know. It's not... I'm no. not... You're not getting away with no! anything. No! She's the same allowing as you're just it a, to happen. <laughs>
2: I'm just my wife's third child. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: and, uh, There's another one. I'm just you're her the th- third...
2: She's got three Palm Pilots in her she's purse. She's got three Palm Pilots. Uh, one of them's the big one. That can drive. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Barely and that's that's kind of your main usefulness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you're able to drive and acquire <laughs> right. things and that's then right. and then that's come right. home. Well, I'm so glad that uh I'm so glad that you're all okay and right. I'm so yeah. glad that um, you, know, you guys too. It was right here, man. Too. It didn't it come and kind of land in Griffith <laughs> yeah, Park. Yeah, we had one. We had a, 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 a. There was one in Griffith Park. Yeah. Um But uh, we've had a couple this season, this this fire season. But which is strange that that's a thing. But that's this fire season. We. Yeah. And um, you know we we've been really lucky, but we always know. You know, like like right around October, November, I kind of like heavy sigh, like breathe, like. Okay, the fire, you know, yep. But but every season when it gets hot and the Santa Ana's come in and you don't know, it's and true. you know, you'll go to Griffith Park and you see people fucking flicking cigarettes. You're like, what the? That should be such a criminal offense. I know.
2: It's unbelievable because
1: you, you, like one cigarette can right. destroy What's an entire community.
2: I'm pretty sure they think that's what happened because the Hill Fire happened close enough, started close enough to the 101, to where either arson or just like somebody flicking a cigarette on the way. Down the road.
1: Well, again, we can't control the horrible things that happen in the world. You can't control the good things or the bad. You can't control anything. Yeah. But you can control yourself and appreciate the moment. Right. And, you know, again, not to Try trivialize, to be the right it's, it, there are horrible, horrible things that are going on. But. You know, what's, what's the alternative? The alternative is you ball yourself up at home and go, I'm never leaving the house. And then you're not living. Right. Exactly. You know, you want to, you don't want to not live and then you die. You want to live. That's right. So.
2: And if we were all looking inward and making sure to work on ourselves properly or whatever, then that's like, that's mass progress. That's like.
1: But uh, don't punish yourself for being a palm pilot. We are limited, <laughs> dumb creatures. That's right. That's right. And that's just, all. That, that's the best we can just do. Just take your
2: stylus out and do what you can. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Don't take your stylus out. Don't take your stylus out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just poke it with the tip of your <laughs> yeah. tip of your finger. Exactly. Uh, thank you for being here. No, dude. Chris thanks, Boy. man. This is so much fun. Absolute pleasure. Likewise. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> 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 and get rid of your vulture. <laughs> that's right. Your vulture's eating your burrito.